jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three. Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown. If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered. Slovakian. Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive, and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration. Step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg, powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation, 315-437-7644. If you'd like to give us a call, you can also text us on our text line. That's 315-288-0644. lot to get to on today's show. It is Tuesday. That means... Top five, bottom five, our power rankings in the NFL. We'll get to that in our number two. We didn't spend too much time on, on Tiger yesterday. We may have to circle back to what uh, Tiger Woods did over the weekend and, and what it means for the sport of golf moving forward. Today is the first day of preseason practice, first official day of preseason practice for the SU men's basketball team. Uh, we'll bring out Mike Waters from Syracuse.com and the Post Standard at 1230 to talk some SU hoops. But, of course, we begin with some SU football. I think there's a pretty big game uh, coming up on Is Saturday. There? Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, battle of unbeatens, from what I hear. 4-0 against 4-0 down in Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, it'll be a noon kick on News Channel 9. I do have a question for you, though, as we start the show. So everybody keeps telling me, you know, everybody's excited around town, and I get it. Um, and, and, you know, I think the media is excited, the fans are excited, the players, you know, the team's excited. I would hope the team and the players are. Everybody's excited. There is there is excitement in the air surrounding there SU football. Be. There should be. Everybody keeps saying, we're going to find a lot out about the Orange on Saturday. My question is, are we? <laughs> like, are, are, are we sure about that? Are we sure we're going to find out a lot about the Orange? Because if this is a lopsided loss, which it, it very well could be, I don't think we're going to learn all that much about the Orange. Either way, Clemson has the potential to be that good. And if Clemson plays that well on Saturday and Syracuse loses by three touchdowns, I don't think we really learn anything. If the game is close and Syracuse loses, do we really learn anything? I mean, We know that they're good enough to beat them, and we saw it last year. We know that this team has taken a step forward. Offense, defense, special teams, we've agreed that all three phases are better than it was a year ago. So would you be shocked if this was a one-possession game, if this was like an LSU game from last year? I don't think I would be shocked. So I don't think I learn all that much. No, the, the only thing that would shock yes. me is them going down Thank and winning. You. That, and that was my point. Is the that only other... thing that would shock me is them going down and winning. Me too. Me too. And that's why everybody's saying we're definitely going to find out a lot about the Orange. I'm not so sure we're going to. I don't think we will. I, I don't. And you know, I know we talked about this in the past, but every time that Syracuse plays a big game, and, and we'll keep this to football because football is the one that, that this really comes up with. It's not so much basketball. Every time they play a, a big opponent, whether it was going down to Clemson for the first times or going down to Florida State for the first times or, or playing against Jameis Winston in the Dome, and you're like, oh, this is a measuring stick game. 
No, it's not. You're a three-win team. Like, that's not the measuring stick game. The measuring stick game is, can you beat that five-win team, that six-win team? And, like, I don't think this is the measuring stick game either because in a conference that is just garbage, right, just terrible this right year. Right now it is. It, it, I, I meant this year. Right. I, I specifically In fairness, this year, it's been, I mean, it's been great, it's been obviously. A, it's been a fantastic conference the last five years. But in a conference that is awful right now, like right at this minute, Clemson is the one not bad team. Right, Clemson is the one team that you can point to and say they're good. I know that they're really good. They're really good. Uh, they're not just good. They're like go to the national championship game. Good. Um, and for the first time, by the way, I, I was thinking about this this morning. For the first time, they might get stuck as like if they do lose a game, that might actually hurt them. Uh, it hasn't in the past, but it it might actually in, for the first time in this playoff era. But I, I guess the larger point is. When you're not a team that's at the top of the conference or expected to be at the top of the conference, I don't think playing the teams at the top are the measuring stick games, right? I think Pitt next week is the measuring stick game. I think, you know, going, NC State. going you know, NC State in the Dome, going to Boston College, like, we've. how many times have we talked about this, that you have to be better than those teams, right? Be, be better than those guys. And on a given year, maybe you're better than Florida State. Maybe you're better than Clemson. Maybe maybe you're able to take that jump. But be better than the guys in the middle. And so I don't look at Clemson as the measuring stick. Syracuse has a long way to go for them to measure up favorably year after year with Clemson. Like, that's not the goal right now. The goal right now is to get to six wins. The goal right now is to be middle of the pack in the ACC. The goal right now, quite frankly, is not to finish last. Right? And so, well, I think like, the goal is more than that no, now. But, but Maybe you, at the beginning you, no, of the no, no, season. But you get my point. Yes. Like, like I think I think that's closer to your goal than being Clemson, right? Like, like at this very point, you're not you're not Clemson. No, you're not Clemson. You have, that's a very interesting take, Seth. I was not expecting you to say that because when I hear somebody say measuring stick, like to me, anybody who's better than you is a measuring stick game. So I think there are a lot of measuring stick games on this schedule. I think Florida State, even though they turned out not to be better than you, that is a measuring stick game because well, how do we measure up against you know somebody who we know is better or a program that has been better than us or we know that's better than us? How far is the gap, right? Because we all agree that when Syracuse got to the ACC, there was a, you know, a canyon between Syracuse and Florida State and Clemson, right? right. And that gap, little by little by little... Maybe not even by little it anymore. It's it's shrunk, especially with Florida State. And I know that they're going through some changes and transitions, and, and Florida State's not going to be down forever. But right now, there isn't much of a gap between Syracuse and Florida State. I think Florida State still has more talent, but Syracuse showed that it right now is by far the better football team than Florida State. They absolutely are. So this game against Clemson, in my mind, and maybe we just have different differing definitions of what measuring stick game is, it is a measuring stick game in that Clemson is better. And you can it's a chance to measure yourself up. All right, how far is the gap right now how much better are they um, can I, okay can i I'll, I'll make an analogy and and maybe this is off when you're when you're baking something say you're baking cookies and you need to measure something out and you need i don't know the 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 quarter cup of something of, of flour or whatever it might be well, when you're going up against Pittsburgh, maybe you just use the quarter cup, and, and that's a good measurement, right? Because you, you're right about at the same level as Pittsburgh, or you're hoping you're right about at the same level as Pittsburgh. 
if you're going up against Clemson, this is like using the two-cup measuring cup, right? Like the really big glass measuring cup that you got, and you're just like pouring out a quarter of a cup into it to see if you're close. <laughs> and and like, yeah, you're not, but but maybe you are, right? And And you've got like that little bit there, but there are other things that are better to measure with. And I, I think that's kind of my point. Like, sure, this is in a, I guess every game is a measuring stick game, but like at the same time, I feel like you're so far away from Clemson that like it's it's not an accurate measurement of where you are. Maybe it's a measurement of where you are compared to the best, but I don't think it's an accurate measurement of where you are as a program. Two years ago, I would say you're absolutely right that you can't use that you know that giant measuring glass. For it, you know your analogy, I don't know if it's a proper analogy or not, but you you, you got me hungry. I'm thinking about cookies now. Um, maybe two years ago that was the case. Syracuse beat them last year, and yeah, Kelly Bryant got banged up. Syracuse won that game. Was that a fluke last year? I it, I, I know it was an upset. Clemson did yes, not play its it best game. Upset. Syracuse played great. They did so. I think it, to I me think it was, was not a fluke. It was, I think that was an any given day, any given team yeah. can beat any given on, but not, on every given not any a given fluke. Field. It wasn't like no, Syracuse didn't deserve to win. Like Syracuse they deserved, deserved to, to win no, that they, game. They deserved to win. It wasn't. It wasn't pull out trick plays. It wasn't. It, it, even Kelly, you said Kelly Bryant like, got hurt, but even before Kelly Bryant got hurt, they were right. win, like they were winning. They were playing well, so they deserved to win. But at the same time, you play that game ninety nine a uh, hundred times. How many times is Syracuse winning? I don't think it's one. It's not. This isn't Lemoyne beating Syracuse in basketball. This was Syracuse was the underdog, and on that night they played better. Now again, you know how I feel about this matchup on Saturday. I think for a lot of reasons, Clemson is is going to win. And they're going to win comfortably. But to say that Syracuse can't stack up against Clemson, I'm not sure that's the case. They're not as talented, certainly not. Clemson should win, and they're at home, and they got the revenge factor, and they got the you know true freshman getting his first start, and he's going to be excited, and the place is going to be packed, and and he's better than Kelly Bryant. Yeah, there there like, are a lot of reasons better. why I think Clemson's going to win this game comfortably, but. Do I think that it's to me it's still a measuring stick game and I don't think it's using the you know the big glass measuring cup to, to measure a quarter of a cup. You don't think it's using a yardstick to measure out six inches? I, I don't think it is anymore. I think a couple years ago, you know, certainly two plus years ago it was. I think last year we saw a change. Syracuse played some good teams. Last year's schedule was tough. And LSU, Miami, Florida State Clemson, you know, on down the list, they were right there. They beat Clemson. They absolutely were. They, they won should one have of the games. beaten they Florida State. They should have beaten Florida State, and they probably LSU should have beaten was, Miami. LSU was a possession game, essentially. I mean, it came down to one possession. Miami was a one-possession game. Florida State comes down to a kick at the end that, that gets partially blocked. They showed me something last year. Even though they went 4-8, and eight, they showed me that the gap is closing. And so, I think... This, I mean, to some degree, is a measuring stick game for the program. With that being said, again, if they lose by three touchdowns, I don't think I'm not going to think differently of of this start. If they lose by eight, I'm not going to think differently of this start one way or the other. The only thing, and you said it perfectly off the top, you said the only thing that would shock me is if they win. So if they win this game, then then I will learn something about the yours. That will show me something. But I I don't think my perception is going to change either way if. 
if this is, you know, if they're coming back on late Saturday night with a loss. No, my perception does not change one bit either. However, if they lose, no matter how they lose, my perception doesn't change of this team. You got off to a 4-0 start. You took care of business. You beat the teams that you needed to beat. You you beat a team that was probably more talented than you in Florida State. And you know what? You went down to Clemson and you lost. You know how many other teams are going to go down to Clemson and lose this year? Probably eight, right? Or seven, because they probably have eight home games. But all of them. The point is, all every team that goes down there this year will lose. And so if you lose, you lose. And, and I don't think that you run away from that game and say, oh, how terrible. Look at the, the season's over. I, I don't think... Even if even as if you long go down as and lose, you even, get out healthy well, to some yes. degree, healthy. Well, yes, but even even if you lose big, right? Like even if you lose by 25, 30 points, I, I don't think you look at that game and say, "Oh, well, the season's over, all's lost." No, because, because you look at it and say they're Clemson. better than us. Right. Like they and and you know that going in, like you know, and that's fine that Syracuse believes it can win the game and that they have confidence from last year and they did some things last year that you know showed they can compete that's fine if they believe they can win the game because it, you know you always want to take the field and believe you have a chance to win but they also need to understand that Clemson is better and i think we all understand i think the fans understand it i think those of us those of us that cover this team understand it and certainly the players and coaches understand they've got more talent on that you know sideline you know there's more talent in that Clemson locker room than there is in there the Syracuse is. locker room but can they compete yeah they showed last year they could compete They've shown against LSU and Florida State and Miami they can compete. So while I'm not going to learn a lot about this team, I don't think in a loss, um, to some degree it is a measuring stick. How 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 far is the gap? How wide is the gap now? Because I think it's closing. It's certainly not where it was two, three years ago or beyond. No, I, I think the gap is closing. I think the gap between Syracuse and Clemson is still large right? because I – I don't think that Clemson is slowing down at all. And and for as as much as Syracuse is progressing, I I think that I, I think that Clemson still is, right? Like I, I think Clemson is still building. Clemson is still getting better. You know, you, you look at the quarterbacks that they've had and, and Deshaun Watson was phenomenal, but you know, Taj Boyd was just, you know, a, a really good college quarterback and uh you know Kelly Bryant got the job done. Like Trevor Lawrence is a different animal than than what they've had. Like I, you know what I like I. I don't even think that it has to do with Syracuse that the gap isn't closing as fast as you would like. I I think Clemson is is doing what Alabama has done in in extending it right and and they're pulling away from the field in a way that only Alabama and Ohio State and them are doing right now. Those three are are on such a different level of of everybody else in college football that. There's no shame in saying that gap's not closing as quickly as you want. There's no shame in saying that you lost at their place by 30 points. Like that, that's to me that's how good they are. 315-437-7644 if you like to get involved. Let's take our first time out. Or do you want to take a phone call here? Seth? Yeah, we got Stephen North Syracuse. All right, let's take Stephen North Syracuse then. Stephen North Syracuse kicking us off on the show today. Hey Steve. Yeah, I'll just make some quick comments on the on the Clemson game, um, the, the game could make a big difference in the season if it turns out like the game two years ago where we lost 54 to nothing and Dungey was injured the yes. of the year. Yes. And it could make a big difference if it was like last year, if we actually beat them. And I do remember uh, we, we had that great victory over Penn State in 87, and then we went down to their place the next year, and everybody assumed they're going to get vengeance on us, and we beat him down there, and that made quite a statement. 
But in all likelihood, I think the five games after this, uh, all against winnable teams, are going to determine what this season really amounts to. We've got two tough games at the end of the season, but I think things might be decided by then. So the the important thing is to come out of this healthy and with the – be competitive enough that, that the team still believes in itself and see if we can maybe win uh, three or four of these five games. I, I do think that we, there's a couple, uh, there are three things that make me think we might have a ghost of a chance tomorrow. One is that uh, our strength seems to be in the lines. And normally uh, a team uh, trying to pull off an upset over a much superior team has some good guys in the backfield, but they don't measure up in the lines. And it'll be interesting to see who controls the line of scrimmage uh, tomorrow, because Clemson's obviously great there, but we're pretty good, too. We've got a terrific kicking game that keeps giving us excellent field position. And, of course, we've got a a senior quarterback who's who's very good, and they're going with a freshman quarterback. So I think there's some things that suggest that we could at least compete with this team, but... It's the five games after that that are really the heart and soul of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, good call, Steve, and, and we appreciate it. And, yeah, I look no further than you know Pitt, North Carolina, and Louisville. I mean, we all assume North Carolina is going to be a win at home. North Carolina just beat Pittsburgh, and Louisville lost to Virginia. I mean, that's those three the wins right there. They those, get you to seven wins if you can take care of business in those games. Those are the make-or-break games. Those are the make-or-break games. Those are the games, to me, that are more of the measuring yeah. stick. Like, wh- where, where are you at Understood. as a program? If you can win those games, if you can get to six and, and seven wins, it tells me a lot more to me than going and and beating Clemson again is great. Don't get me wrong. But being able to beat the teams that you're hoping to leapfrog tells me a lot more. I understand what you're saying. I just think anybody who's better than you has the potential to be a measuring stick game, and Clemson's certainly better than Syracuse right now. 315-437-7644. We are going to take our first time out. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth back with you on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore at the corner of Thompson and Burnett in Syracuse or online at BillRapp.com. We've got our good friend Mike Waters set to join us in about 10 minutes or so. But back to the phone lines we go as we continue the SU football talk. John Imanoa up next on the show. Hey, John. Hey, how are you? Good. Stephen how are you today? Seth, yes. you sound like two Debbie Downers when it comes to the <laughs> Syracuse program. I like to think realistic. I mean, it's... Call me, it like we see it. The show to date. I don't know if you're trying to set the expectations low, but the only historical parallel I can give is Johnny Menzel and Texas A&M coming into Alabama, and we've got the X factor, and that's Eric Dungy. And I think my only fear is is Eric Dungy's going to die trying to beat these guys. But I think we're in their heads mentally. Perhaps they got the horses physically, but I think the advantage is Syracuse at this point. Well, okay. Uh, I don't think you can say advantage Syracuse. I'm sorry I think we're being Debbie Downers. we got to call it like we see it, okay? I mean, the, this 4-0 start's been exciting. And, again, I've gone on the record saying, I thought at the beginning of the year, six wins in a bowl game. I've upped that to, to seven. And and who knows? I mean, if things break right and they win some of these toss-up games, eight wins on the table, is nine wins on the table? Again, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, so I, I don't think I'm being a Debbie Downer. I think I'm just being realistic that it's not – in my opinion, and John's entitled to his opinion, Seth, it's it's not advantage Syracuse. I mean, Clemson no. is the better team. They are at home. They're going to have you know eighty five thousand fans on their side. Um, you know, Syracuse maybe has 
I don't want to say a mental edge, but certainly has confidence that it's playing well and it feels as though it can compete with Clemson because it showed that last year. So I don't think they're going to be intimidated, but I don't think you could say advantage Syracuse. No, I will give you confidence. I will give you confidence. And and I think that that's what the win last year does for you. You feel like you can go and you can stand up and you can beat any team in the country because, well, you did last year. Uh, I, I would like to just point out with his historical comp, uh, Texas A&M was 15th in the country when they went down to Alabama and won with Johnny Manziel. Uh, so just use 28th, just a, just <laughs> 36, just a little bit better, uh, just a little bit better. They were also what eight and two at that point. So you know, just a just a tad better than what SU has right now. I love the fact that this community is excited about this team again. I do, again. too. It's and, great. You know, we saw a bad UConn team come to town on a really nice weekend. And in the past, we would have heard the, you know, the apple-picking excuses and, you know, and all that. And they, they almost outdrew the Florida State game. They didn't quite. You predicted they were going to outdraw Florida, Florida State. They got really close. I didn't think they would. Um, but they got close. They got closer than I thought they would. Just being around town, like I, I emceed the the Make a Wish Ball on Saturday night, and pe- I mean people are talking SU football. That's that's exciting that this community has has been energized about Syracuse football again. Um, I'm just saying, I think you know, win or lose, don't lose that energy because they're probably not going to win this weekend. But this right. still could be a really special season, especially when yes, you compare it to what we've seen the last 17 years. I mean, this could be a really special season. Of course it could. I mean, this could be the best regular season they've had since 2001. This could be the best regular season they've had since the turn of the millennium. Like, that that's on the table. All I'm saying is don't base your thoughts moving forward about this team on what happened Saturday. Because if they go down and they lose by four touchdowns, you know what? A lot of teams. I mean, Georgia Tech was a what fifteen point underdog, and they lost. What was it like forty nine twenty one? Whatever the final score was on Saturday, I don't have it in front of me. They lost by a lot. Clemson smoked them. That's going to happen to a lot yeah, of teams this year. Clemson's really good. Clemson's really good. What are you looking up? I'm trying to look up reg, uh, what records are regular season records. So they went seven and seven and five in twenty fourteen. They went. Trying to look. The most they've had is they is, went nine nine and three in the regular season in 01. Right. That that is the that's the best record that they've had. Yeah. They had eight wins in 2012, so they haven't surpassed well, eight no, wins I know, but with I, the bowl I was game. Without the bowl Fine. game. Yeah. But yeah, that, I mean that's my point. Like like is nine and three out of the question this year? No, it's not out it's of the not question. Out of but the even question. if they won, even if they went nine and four, and they went, you right. know, eight and four, got to a bowl game and won it, still the best season since two thousand one. So a lot of football left to be played. Don't base everything on the outcome of this Clemson game. We do need to take a timeout. When we return, our good friend Mike Waters from Syracuse.com and the Post Standard will join us. We'll talk some SU basketball for a segment with Mike. Preseason practice tipping off today over at the Mellow Center. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Jumper on the way. Good. Tyus Battle nails the three. Dungy leaps and into the end zone for Dungy. A touchdown. If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered for oh! Soaring through the air. High flying Slovakian. Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown. And for Syracuse, 
party time. The upset pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration. Step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Phone lines open the rest of the way at 315-437-7644. You can also text us at 315-288-0644. It is Tuesday, so that means top five Tuesday. Top five, bottom five in the NFL. Where do you want to start? Uh, I have change on, I have, I think, fairly big change on both, so it doesn't matter. Where, I, you I want. definitely have big change on the bottom, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you want to start there? Let's start there. All right. 32nd, the Cardinals. No doubt. 31st, I've got the Raiders. I put the Niners there because they lost their quarterback. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo's done. They're not good anyway. All right. Uh, I think they're going to be in a lot of trouble now. I think the Raiders are just terrible, and I think Raiders are terrible. And I we're think splitting hairs here. And I think that they're led by somebody who stuck in football twenty years ago. And you do not and, like John Gruden. And well, how how do you like the guy who's like, man, it's hard to find good pass rushers? Yeah, we know that really bothers you. <laughs> it's because it's unbelievably stupid. And he got propped up as like this football genius for a decade. I don't know. I it just bothers me. Uh, I got the Texans at thirtieth. I think they're pretty awful. They looked terrible on Sunday against the Giants. They given made the, the Giants look really good. You're giving the Niners a lot of respect. Uh, I've got the Raiders at 30th. Uh, I've got the Texans at number 29. I got the Jets at 29th, and I got the careful, careful what you say here. I got the Niners at 28. Okay. So the Bills, are, the Bills are out of your bottom five. Bills are out of my bottom five as well. Who do you have at 28? Jets. Okay. And, and, you know, it's funny because we talked yesterday. We said, you know, rank the three New York teams, Jets, Giants, Bills. Who You know, we said, well, we think the Giants are the best team. Jets are probably next. Bills are last. But coming off the – like right now, after week three, the Bills get the nod because they just beat the Vikings at Minnesota and the exactly. Jets have not looked good in back-to-back weeks. They just, they just beat the so, – they just beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Small victories. So, yeah, the they, Bills are out of the bottom five. The I bottom love it. I'm glad, I thought you were just going to put them in there to troll just me. Just to bother you? I thought you just were. To, Twist a knife a little bit. I appreciate you no, doing I, what is right not. and leaving them out of your bottom five. No, but I, I put the Niners in the bottom five for the same reason you did. I just didn't put them second to last. I think they're going to be terrible. Like they, There's a report that they're thinking of signing Matt Sims. When's the last time he played football? That's an awful idea. Uh, but yeah, I think the options are limited right they're now. They're lost. They're lost. So, yeah, the Niners have to go in your bottom five. Uh, what do you have for the top five? All right, so are we starting at number five? Where else would no? Let's start at. Three. Well, you started at thirty second, so you normally oh, you would you would go down. You would go twenty eight through thirty two, <laughs> no, and then you would go five at, through one. So five. I didn't know if you were let's doing like five. like George Costanza doing the opposite, like of <laughs> no, what we should do. No, let's start at five. Have you seen that episode yet? No. So my Hulu whatever. account stopped working. I told you this. Yes, that's true. You got to watch that I can't episode. Can't watch Seinfeld anymore. My Hulu stopped working. So who do you have a five? So I'm struggling with number five because I don't know what to do with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are 3-0. and The Dolphins have not beaten anybody good. And outside of the four teams that I have in my top five, I don't really like anyone else. 
So I think by default, I have to put the Dolphins at number five. They've beaten the Titans, the Jets, and the Raiders all by one possession. I don't know how good the Dolphins are. I think at the end of the day, they're not that good. I'm not even sure they're a playoff team. They're 3-0. and Think about that. They're 3-0, and and I'm not even sure they're a playoff team. Um, but by default... I don't default, think they're very good. I don't think they are either. They're 3-0, and though. So by default, I'm putting them at number five. Okay. That's fine. I'm putting the Eagles at five. Uh, I've, Interesting. I've got, I've got the Eagles at five. Uh, I, I mean, they're still in my top five, obviously, but they I, and they're going to probably look better. But I think based off the uh, lackluster performance, let's call it, against the Colts... Uh, even though they won, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them fifth. Just drop them. All right, so drop them one spot from last. Year. I'm intrigued who else is in your top five because the Eagles are safely in my top five. I mean, they're uh, safely in my top five. I knew the five teams I was gonna put in. I so just, th- there I is just a, pulled a late audible. There and, is a team that you feel good about that I do not feel good about. Probably. So I'm curious to and see who this is. I think I know which is. one it is. I'm, ser- I'm curious to see who this <laughs> is. I've got Jacksonville at four. Um, they lost last week, fell to two and one. They did not have Leonard Fournette, and he is such a big part of that team. Their defense is still phenomenal. I mean, they gave up nine points and lost. Uh, Blake Bortles is Blake Bortles, and if he doesn't have his run game, then they are going to struggle most of the time. I know week two he went off, but most of the time they're going to struggle if they don't have Fournette. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they kept out Fournette kind of as a precaution. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a lengthy injury for him. So I'll, I'll keep the Jags safely in at number four. I have Jacksonville at four also. Uh, they they seem to play one of these nine to six games against Tennessee every year. So like maybe they just got it out of the way nice and early. Uh, but yeah, to your point, they didn't have Fournette, and you know it's uh, they, they didn't have Fournette. They they struggle. Uh, they'll get him back. I think they'll be fine when they don't have to rely on Blake Bortles as much. Blake Bortles will be better, right? And I think we saw that in in the game against uh, New England. Like you don't have to rely. <laughs> That's a on ringing him. endorsement. No, no, you don't have to rely on him. And Blake Bortles looked fantastic when they went and beat New England, didn't he? I think that you know when when that you was look all at it Nathaniel way, Hackett. Obviously, I mean, of course it was. Uh, but you know when he when he can throw fewer times, he'll look better and he won't be as exposed. So I think when they get uh, Fournette back, that'll help speed that up a little bit more. Uh, who do you have at number three? All right, at number three, I have the Eagles. Uh, they were missing a bunch of of moving parts last week. They got Carson Wentz back, but Elshon Jeffrey out, Jay Ajayi out, Darren Sproles out, and they actually won, which is why I have them ahead of Jacksonville. I still like the, the Eagles' defense. Um, I like you know Carson Wentz shaking off the rust. I think they're only going to continue to get better as they get healthier. They're going to get better. Um, so I've got the Eagles at number three. I'm still curious who the team is that you like that I don't. So is it here? It is. I put New Orleans here. New Orleans? I put New Orleans here. I, I love their offense. I, I guess I still have some questions about their defense, but I, I think they're really good. And, and I think that Drew Brees has like one more really big push left in him, and it could be with this team. I, I think that Drew Brees has one more really big push uh, to go and, and win another Super Bowl. And, and you know, look, looking at what they did Saturday, they looked amazing offensively. Um, and, and I think that, you know, they'll, they'll – I think more often than not, they will get the job done. I think more often than not, that offense will be able to out-offense another team. And, and their defense might struggle, uh, allowing 48 to Tampa earlier this this year, allowing 37 to Atlanta uh, on Sunday. But yeah, eliminate the I, word might. I think, But I think the offense is going to be good enough to beat most teams anyway. Saints could be 0-3 right now. Fortunate but to beat not. the Browns. Fortunate to beat the Falcons. But, but they're 2-1. and one. Wow. I like them. 
You would like them a lot. You didn't. I, I mean, I they're like not them. just in your top five. They're, they're third. In. They're in. Wow. All right. That that surprises me. I said I was going to be I'm, intrigued. I'm aware that surprises you. I could I could tell. The top two are going to be the same, no doubt. Chiefs two, Rams one. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm a believer in the Rams. I'm a believer in the Rams. I was before the season. I know and, you were. And I love Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They are how could so, you not? They are so fun to watch. How could you not like what he's doing? It's incredible. I, 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 I don't think that we should doubt Andy Reid. I don't think that we should have. You know, when given his track record with quarterbacks, uh, going back to Brett Favre, going to Donovan McNabb, making Kevin Cobb like a a legitimate NFL quarterback for a year or two there. I don't think we should be surprised by what he's doing with Patrick Mahomes, but what Mahomes has come out of the gate and done is is unbelievable, historic. I'm going to put you on the spot here before we take our next time out. Patriots, they're one and two. Is this you know the the normal early season lull we seem for see from them, or are you a little more concerned about the Patriots? And I have to remove myself because I'm a Bills fan, right? And I'm I'm like dying for the day when the Patriots are not the Patriots anymore. And so, like, I'm looking for it. Like, I want it to be this year. <laughs> but I've been fooled before. Like, I know they always seem to figure it out. And they're going to get Julian Edelman back from suspension uh, for week five. He's got to sit out this week. But he's coming back. Josh Gordon is now on that team. He's battling the hamstring injury. When he's healthy, he's going to have another target to throw to. Tom Brady, that is. You would assume that Rob Gronkowski will benefit from having Edelman and Josh Gordon on the field. And my guess is they're going to figure it out and they're going to end up still being, you know, the best team or second best team in the AFC when all said and done. Do you think differently? No, I, I think that they're still going to be fine. I think they'll be all right. They're going to get uh, Edelman back, as you said, and put Edelman with Hogan and Gronk and they'll be okay. Josh Gordon is still sitting there. Uh, I mean, they traded for him. Uh, he is still sitting there as, as a potential piece to this team. So I, I think that that could. Uh, really make an impact, and I'm not. I'm not going to count them out. Uh, I'm not going to count them out of of that division. I'm not either. And I'm not going to count them out of that division until they are mathematically eliminated. And and I'm sure not counting them out when they're chasing down the Dolphins. Well, I'm I'm not counting them out when they're chasing down any of the other three teams in that division. See that? None of that's them, just none it. of them. It's... None of them. Like even even you said at three and zero. Oh, like the Dolphins don't worry me. There's 13 games left. The Patriots are going to win that division. I've seen yes. it. I've seen it too many times. They're probably going to win ten of the thirteen remaining. They'll go eleven and five. They they might win eleven of the thirteen left, and they'll they'll go twelve uh, twelve and four. I so badly wanted you to say no, Steve. Like I think this is the year. This that, is the that year that they that start it all to falls decline. Apart. I want you to say that. I want that to be the case, but I don't think it's going to be the case. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Phone lines open the rest of the way. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.